Hi, my name is Andreas Vinciguera from Sweden, and you're listening to Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm Fabio Molly, your host. This week, I speak to Andreas Vinciguera, a former top junior who quickly transitioned to the men's game, achieving a top 35 ranking rather quickly, but forced to retire through injury at an early age. We find out all about him, what he's been up to, and what he's planned for Swedish tennis in this short episode. As usual, a shout out to our podcast sponsor Slinger who make the awesome portable ball machine the Slinger Bag. It will make one great Christmas gift and if you plan to pick one up my advice is head over to slingerbag.com and get ordering early. Okay, here's Andreas. Hi Andreas, welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good, very good. Good to have you on. I'll tell the audience how this came about. I was at a tennis warehouse event in Germany and I was sitting beside a Swede called Henrik who's helped me get some other guests on the podcast, other Swedish players on the podcast. He goes, you need to speak to Andreas Vinciguera. He's a good guy, good stories. He's trying to do great things for Swedish tennis. Get him on. So he was straight on it and yeah, we got it organized. So good to have you on. Thank you, thank you. And where about in Sweden are you? I'm right now in Stockholm. On Stockholm, beautiful. And tell me, you've an Italian name. Vinci Guerra is a great name, by the way. It means win the war, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's for my uh, fam, uh, for my dad's side. He's uh, he's from Italy, so that's where my name is from. So uh, that's that's the story behind it. And did you grow up in Sweden or Italy? Yeah, I grew up in Sweden, but when I was young, uh, we were all the summers in Italy. So I've yeah, most of the time in Sweden, but also a lot in Italy, When, especially when I was younger then. Is that where you learned your great tennis in Italy? Yeah, well, I was, actually I was uh, training a lot there in, during the summer, so uh, I have uh, good, um, good memories from there, so it was a uh, nice time. And would you ever consider playing for Italy instead of Sweden, or was it always going to be Sweden? Yeah, I always be sweet, but that, uh, what, there was one time when I was uh, younger, I got the question. I was actually thinking about it because, you know, Italy is close to my heart. I love the country and the people there. So, you know, so it's um, always um, at that time was a tough decision because I have um, many feelings for Italy. So what's, you know, it's my second home and uh, I will always uh, love that place. Nice. And do you go back often? I know with COVID people have been traveling, but it's somewhere you still go back to a lot. Yeah, I, 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 I will try, but you know, yeah, at this time now, when it was COVID and this, of course, I didn't go there, but uh, for sure, I will go back, for sure, that's for sure. And final question, Italy, where about in Italy? It's in Sicily, it's uh, the place called Paromina in Sicily, so it's a fantastic place. Very nice, very nice. So let's cut to the tennis. Let's cut back to, I know you had a great start. You had a great junior career, a good start to your career. But uh, quickly talk about your junior days. You're one of the best juniors in the world. Yeah, 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 I was. We had uh, many, many fantastic players at that time, also in junior side. I mean, we had, uh, of course, Roger Federer. We had uh, Nalbandian. We had Korea. We had, uh, yeah, you, it's Safin. You know, we had a lot of, you know, it was... Um, amazing age at that time so it was um, like I told about Italy the same thing I have many nice memories from that time it was a very fun very funny or I say period of the tennis I mean it's, uh, it's special to play juniors it's a little bit different than the seniors but uh, it was a fantastic time and what is your best memory of your junior days 
Of course, uh, I mean we had a lot of you know, especially when you when you played for I mean your country, you know, with the team uh, championships was always special. I lo- I love to play in teams, and of course when I won the European Championship in clusters in Switzerland was also big time at uh, at that time. I was uh, was fun. Nice, and then uh, you went straight to the senior game. You make a quick transition. Yeah, it was pretty quick. How can you say? I don't know if it was lucky or not, but I played uh, good at the right time. I got the white card in uh, Swedish Open Burstown and I went to final there. And uh, at that time, it was a lot of points. And for me, I, I was jumping straight to, how you say, to challengers. I didn't play that many futures. So it, was, uh, so it was good for me. It was good. And what stood at any other breakthrough moments? I know you've you've beaten Federer, he's beaten you. Must be good to have a, a one up against him. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I beat him in uh, Stockholm Open and then I lost to him in Melbourne in the Australian Open. So, But still, he's, um, he's one of the biggest, maybe the biggest. So, uh, of course, it's, uh, it's nice to have one one against him. It's not everybody who has that. So it's... Uh, so it's good. And when you beat him, what was it? Is it year two thousand, I think, if I remember rightly, when you yeah, beat two thousand something. I, you know, if you ask me about years, I'm bad on that. But two thousand something. So. Uh, and did you know he was going to be as great as he was? You would have known him from his junior days, would you? Yeah, I mean, he always was uh, in, had a huge talent, and uh, it's uh, you saw it already. You saw it uh, early that uh, that guy can uh, be very good, but. Uh, Maybe not that good, but uh, it's uh, it's fantastic career he had. So it's uh, amazing. And you've also, you played Federer, you played Agassi, you played Sampras. Yeah. Is there anything that sticks out to you about those guys? Like what was special about playing Agassi? What stood out to you the most? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a little bit different players, but Agassi, of course, I played him in the US Open on the Art Ashe Stadium there. So it was a special moment also to play him when he was world number one. and. Uh, he was also an amazing player. I mean, he's also one of the biggest. So it's, of course, uh, a great memory for me. And Sampras? Sampras also. He's also a big, uh, big memory, of course. Uh, I played him in, uh, in Miami, in Kibiskane. And uh, actually, I should have won that match. But uh, I lost in the end in three tough sets. And uh, he was also, you know, a big idol for us. So, you know, we saw him when he played juniors. He had his, yeah, he won almost everything he was the world number one so he's he was a big uh, big idol for all of us so it's of course it was also a, a big moment for me and do you get around playing Nadal or Djokovic at some stage uh, no I didn't no okay and w- what way did your career go so obviously you had some proper injuries that held you back yeah I had uh, I had a few injuries and I had a lot of problems with my knee at that time so that's uh, that was uh, tough time you know a lot of injuries but uh, I came back a few times but in the end I didn't have the both the motivation and the energy to do the job again so then I decided to quit and was it just a neat were you happy quitting or do you look back and go you wish you would have tried a bit more no you know every I, I had that question a lot of time but you know I, I I'm happy you know what I did and the, the experience I got there so I you know to be honest with you I, I'm happy you know that's the part of, that's the part of the game to get injuries and to not get injured so you know that's uh, part of the game and I was not that good to have my body you know healthy so that's that's part of the game but it was a nice time 
I, I think to do what you did, like to, you know, good junior career, get into senior career pretty quick and go to about top 35, was it, in the world really quickly? Yeah, I was 33, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think that's a huge achievement within itself, like because, you know, many players hang around the futures for way too long and then, you know, yeah. so I think it's great. This podcast is brought to you by ASICS Tennis. ASICS is a Japanese company founded in 1949 with the purpose of giving more people the opportunity to experience how sport and movement can have a positive impact on mental well-being. That purpose is also in their name. ASICS is an acronym which means Anime Sano Incorporate Sano, a Latin phrase meaning sound mind, sound body. Today, the brand is still dedicated to that founding belief of demonstrating the positive effects sport and movement can have on our mental well-being all over the world. They just launched their most innovative tennis range ever, which includes the new Court FF3 Novak, the shoe designed from the ground up with the help of Novak Djokovic. Get your pair now at ASICS.com. Tell me, after you retired, what have you been up to? Yeah, after I retired, after that, I started, you know, I when I stopped tennis, I wanted to have a rest from it. So I did something else, you know, uh, in other businesses and um, after let's say three years I was missing tennis a lot I, of course I was always following it you know I, I always check the results and watch tennis as much as I can but uh, but in the end I, I was I missed it a lot and um, now I'm back in tennis and uh, I'm happy with that very happy you work coaching or what's your involvement yeah yeah I work coaching and I'm also coaching a little bit now and uh, now I have a big project here in Sweden that I'm going to run uh, eight uh, ITF tournaments, uh, future tournaments for the Swedish players. So it's uh, a lot of work, but it's very fun. Tell me about those futures. So you originally planned to do more than eight, was it? Yeah, I was planned to do much more, but in the end we agreed with the federation that we start with eight and hopefully, yeah, eight tournaments uh, 2022 and hopefully we can increase a little bit uh, 2023 so um so is it four women's and four male or yeah we have we have four four women and four male yeah so that's why we start with and then hopefully we can get some more and maybe add other categories uh 2023 so let's see well yeah because i had seen online that you're waiting on approval from the swedish tennis federation there's an approval there so i didn't know it was actually approved so when are they going ahead yeah we you know we got the final decision we got uh, the end of august so uh okay so now we're you know we're up to full planning here and uh it's going to be nice when do they start uh we start uh, the week of 23 next year that's uh, you know that's what we're going to talk to itf now but that's our plan so to be a future eight futures yes that's really exciting what do you see over the past i know you talk about you know when you were young there's there's more great Swedes. They seem to have, you know, Swedish tens isn't today what it used to be. No, it's uh, we we are struggling a little bit now. We have, uh, you know, it's of course, uh, you know, we should never forget our history. But still, you know, now we are at the level where we are, and we have to keep working harder than all the others to get back. And it's, uh, you know, it takes time, and we need to do the work proper, and uh, hopefully, we can get back. And what do you think was the problem that the Swedish tennis went downhill? You know, we get that question a lot, but you know, I, I don't have a good answer, you know, on that question. You know, I think, you know, to, to get the answer on that, we need, I think we all in Swedish tennis, involved in Swedish tennis, need to sit down and really go back and see what's, what went wrong. That's what I think. And that's, uh, I think that's the important part to, you know, to, to understand what we did and what we not did to get a good answer on that. 
And that hasn't happened so far where the, all the heads of Swedish tennis have got together and to dissect it all. You know, I, you know, I don't know what the federation, I think they're trying, but I think we need to, you know, we need to get together and really to do the research and what, what we did and like I said, and what we not did. And that's uh, important because we have a, a lot of experience here in Swedish tennis, so we need we need to use that. Yeah, no, you've you've great father figures that between yourself, uh, Sodling, Stefan Edberg, Bjorkman. There's so, so many, I remember them growing up. There were so many. Yeah, yeah, we have many, 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 a lot of a lot of experience here. So we need to we need to use it. We need to use it. Good job on you putting these futures together because yeah. you know it, we've seen it with Italy's the one that rings the bell where they've so many futures. Yeah in Italy over the years and I know there's more to it than just that but as a baseline you need to be running professional tournaments in your country yeah I think it's uh, important you know especially for us right now and especially futures because that's the level where we are right now most of the players so that's uh, that's a good start and uh now we need to do this for you know a long term and try to build. try to get the points. Yeah, build build up and get um, and try to get points for the Swedish players. So we hopefully we can do something good there. And in your head, what's a time frame between next year and moving forward that you'd see a top ten Swedish player? Does it take like five, ten years before you actually see all that work paying off, or is it quicker? I don't think it's a quick fix. I need we need to work. You know, we would need to work very hard every day for a long term to get to get back. I mean, it's uh, five years. I would be very surprised and, of course, very happy if we can do that. But I think it's it's tough. It's tough. But uh, maybe ten, maybe in ten, we have something. Something good coming, I hope. Yeah, you have to start somewhere. And yeah, exactly, exactly. What you're doing now, you're laying the foundations and that's a fair play. You know, it takes somebody to get out and do it and you're doing it, which is great. Did I also hear something totally different, maybe a different type of ITF tournaments? You are training for the ITF World Championships. I'm, tra- I'm training for... The ITF veterans. Yeah, I know. Hey, maybe one day, you know, I'm, I'm, I work a lot with uh, Pim Pim Johansson. Yes. And uh, he's in great shape. He's playing still unbelievable. I mean, uh, he's probably a top player in the world, I think, with his serve and uh, he's still very fit and uh, hit the ball's unbelievable. So if we can get him on the team, he's 40 this uh, next year. So let's see. Let's see if we can get him. Yeah, I was saying to Henrik, I play on the Irish team. I was like, if those guys are going, I'm not going because... <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that will be fun. Let's see, but that will be fun. Yeah. Fun to, you know... It's fun. It's great that you're still playing. You know, you enjoy yeah. still playing and you're still competitive. And just a couple more questions. Something I came across, Yeah, you grew up with the god, Z- Zaytan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. He's the same age as me. He's, uh, of course, one of the biggest players in the world and still play un- unbelievable. He's 40 years old now, so it's, uh, it's we, we are from the same town. So he's, um, he's a big star in Sweden and also the world. Ah, the world. But did you know him growing up? Yeah, we was growing up at more or less the same place in Sweden. So, of course, we run into each other a lot of times and also did some stuff together so he's uh, he's a big guy but uh, unfortunately I've not been spoken to him for many years now he's he's, he's doing his things and I'm doing mine so uh, yeah but he's uh, of course uh, a big star he's a big, he's done well keeping himself in great shape but last question yeah. what advice do you have so for juniors and no matter where they're from for Sweden or from around the world who want to be professional what do you think is important that they're doing as a 14, 15 year old? Yeah, I mean of course you know to be good you, of course you always need to put a lot of hard work 
and also you know and also to do the hard work i mean what i mean with that is always to get you know when you're on the court give 100% not 80 100% uh, as soon as you're on the court and also off court of course and of course you need to enjoy what you're doing and love what you're doing and have fun that's also important because it's uh, it's a long way it's a long way and a lot of hard work and a lot of losses many wins we hope but uh, to enjoy what you're doing and uh, keep working hard. Keep going. Yeah, it's important you do enjoy because if you yeah. don't, you run out of steam pretty quick. But Andres, thank you very much for jumping on. I wish all the best. I'll keep an eye on the futures next year. Take care and goodbye. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Andres. I'll be back next week. And until then, goodbye. <laughs>